Sri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai, Sri Sri Daoji Gopal ki jai, Sri Sri Gaurnitananda ki jai, Sri Sri Gauradha Madhava ki jai, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Sri Advaita Gosai ki jai, Sri Sita Advaita ki jai, Sri Advaita Acharya Avibhavamotsvatiti ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande Bhularibho. So we gathered on the occasion of Advaita Charja's appearance and as we've been speaking about the Mangal Charan verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita all recently with regard to the five that uh, tell us about the tattva of Nityananda Ram, there are two that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has included in his sacred preface, his Mangal Charan, in glorification of Advaita Charja. And they are commented on extensively by Krishna Das in the sixth chapter of the of his Adi Leela of Chaitanya Charitamrita. I cited them in uh, just now in invoking auspiciousness before the discussion, and I will repeat them again now with the translation, and we'll discuss something about the significance of Sri Advaita's contribution, our connection with him, our debt to him, and so on and so forth. So Krishna Das Goswami, Kaviraj Goswami says, Mahabishnu Jagatkarta, Maya Yasri Jati Adha Tasyabhutara Ebayam Advaita Charja Ishvara. Sri Advaita Charja is the incarnation of Mahavishnu. Whose main function is to create the cosmic world through the actions of Maya. Second verse, Advaitam Harinadvetad Acharyam Bhakti Sankshanat. Bhaktavataram Ishamtam Advaita Charjam Ashraye. Because he is non different from Hari, the Supreme Lord, he's called Advaita. And because he propagates the cult of devotion, he's called Acharya. He's the Lord and the incarnation of the Lord's devotee. I therefore take shelter of him. We don't have any microphone for playing it in the this in the kitchen, apparently. Make a note of that, something that we need to have here. Um, I guess they're afraid that by keeping the door open and hearing thereby that we will hear much of what goes on in the kitchen. So Here we have two nice uh, verses uh, describing the position of Advaita Acharya. And like most of the figures in Gaur Leela, he's also very complex. Hmm? It said here, Mahavishnu Jagatkarta, that the... Mahavishnu is the karta, 
of the Jagat. He is the uh, the doer, the initiator. In this larger sense, he is the uh, efficient cause. There's an said to be thought to be an an efficient and an ingredient cause of of the world. Often the example is given of the pot, the clay pot, and the potter. So the the potter is the efficient uh, instrumental uh, cause, and the clay is the ingredient cause. So you need both. Hmm? So sets it in motion with a desire. Hmm? Um, the world, in the larger sense, this is Mahavishnu, and then there's the ingredients to the to the to the world. Hmm? Um, here, Mahavishnu is described, as I say, as the ingredient cause, the great doer. Hmm? He has each a desire. Hmm? He, of course, as we've already heard is a particular manifestation of Mahasankarshan, of Vaikuntha, who, Mahasankarshan that is, while preoccupied with the Parabhyom, with the transcendental realm, and all of the goings on there of the Vaikuntha uh, Leela, life with uh, Narayan, of which he is one form of the fourfold Chaturvyuha, Fourfold expansion of the Vaikuntha. That Sankarshan, who's the reservoir of jivas, who presides over the sense of identity, hmm, ego, hmm, he has some side of himself in, in, that uh, uh, seeks to experience compassion. Hmm. So, this compassion is a form of love, it's thought to be often in this world the highest form of love and in many respects in this world it is. It transcends local provincial forms of love um, with one's partner, with one's family, with one's close associates and so on and so forth and expands ultimately um, into uh, a, a universal expression of love. You can't do the romantic love materially speaking, and universalize it. There are gigolos and so forth, but uh, who, who, who are playboys and whatnot, I suppose, that try to do that in this world, but uh, uh, they can only go so far with it for that matter. Uh, if we go, uh, depends on you want to talk about up or down on the scale, Let's so if we go uh, from uh, this um, romantic love, really it tends to be um, intense in in a in a with a single partner. Even the king may have days gone by have a harem. He's still got a principal queen, something like that. They go go from there to Vatsalia. Then you can have more than one child. You could have many of them. You could expand and and yeah, and deal with um, 
technical difficulties. Please stay tuned. Um, to the neighborhood and so on and so forth, but uh, Vatsali has a semblance of of uh, karunya, compassion, but the full face of Vatsalya is not something that can be universalized. Brotherly love seems to be a little bit more. You could expand brothers and sisters, and in 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 a larger sense, and in Dasya, then the teacher could have so many students that have a relationship with with innumerable innumerable students and so forth. Um, in all this, as we talk about it in this way, comes more towards the idea of compassion, hmm? which is kind of an all-inclusive, and it can extend to the other species of life, ultimately as it should, and so on. So, in a sense, compassion is thought to be the really the kind of where love reaches its 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 its, its zenith. And uh, in this world, we have, for example, in the Buddhist tradition, the the, the vow of the bodhisattva to be a stay in the world until all the sentient beings are, uh, whatever they do with them, liberated, <laughs> uh, uh, freed from suffering, I guess, would, would be the idea there. Hmm. And this is, of course, thought to be most noble and high and so forth. Indeed, one could sacrifice one's relationship with one's family and friends and so forth for the sake of compassion. Um, but what we're hearing from Chaitanya Charitamrita, is the idea that compassion is on the low end of the spectrum of love. Hmm? That there's another dimension, the Paravyom, the spiritual sky, and there are loving relationships there. Hmm? And there's not much scope for compassion arising. There is Karuna Rasa, it's a secondary Rasa, it's a semblance of that. Hmm? But the full face of that, compassion, has its application into people who or entities, things that are persons that are much in need of compassion. In Vaikuntha, everyone is, life is perfect. Hmm? Um, so, when the Mahasankarshan, particular form of Narayan, wants to, gets, get, this is a kind of love, hmm? wants to taste that, there has to be a place for that. That can't be in Vaikuntha. Hmm? Thus, from the love perspective hmm, that God had is supposed to be all about, hmm, there needs to be a place for compassion. It's not the be-all and the end-all of the spectrum of love that God experiences. If God is, as he's often thought to be, all love and all loving, hmm, uh, Generally, that is thought to mean he's all compassionate. But from the Godi perspective, we would say, oh, there are other types of love as well, and when God is involved in them, then uh, they take on a, 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 uh, the, the, an otherworldly other nature, hmm? a transcendent nature. When God is involved in romanticism, in, in friendship, in parental love, hmm? in being the master of, of the, of, over the servant, the teacher and whatnot. Hmm? This takes on a transcendent um, air and the full measure 
of this, uh, these, these loving sentiments, these shades on the spectrum of love, is experienced. Hmm? He experiences it. Those who, in relationship with him, experience Krishna, we have to remember, is rasa and rasika. So he also tastes rasa. He's the object of rasa that the devotees invest their love in. Hmm? Um, and they love him as a son, as a friend, as a, lo- as a lover, and so on and so forth, as a, as a master. But he also tastes rasa. Hmm? It's a two-way affair. He's rasa and rasika. Hmm? So he is, ta- ta- of course, he's also tasting through his devotees. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, he arguably is all love and all loving, then the full spectrum of love must be part of his um, experience. Not just compassion, which in this world transcends the other types of love, makes them look myopic in comparison, and maybe even not to be love at all. But they are shades of something. Hmm? That the, the full face of which is, is found in, in, in the Godhead and in the Paravyom, in the Vaikuntam. Whereas this compassion, it, that's on the spectrum also, but it, it's on the low end, from, in one sense, from God's perspective, in that it doesn't really have much scope for expression in transcendence. So for that to have the full measure, for the Godhead to have the full experience of compassion, there needs to be a place where that is appropriate. Indeed, there is. Hmm? It, it all chorus, all works together. It's not something that happened at a certain point. He wanted, it wasn't there and then came about, as we know, but just, we have, we're limited by language in talking about it. So the Mahasankarshan wants, has a place in him to experience compassion. So, as it's described, he sits in another form, a particular, an amsa of himself, a partial manifestation of himself, in the causal ocean, Hmm. And 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 he makes the world. We call it Shristi Lila. He manifests the world. Hmm. And the world means there's the place and there's the people. Hmm. So when he gets this desire, then he kind of lights up. He becomes a, like a, a light and a flash. The semblance of that light. Is the is the is the is the is the glance, as it's called, of the Mahavishnu that connects with the the material nature, uh, and as that glance is a shadow, then Maya Devi is also a shadow, a shadow of the Ram Devi, mm-hmm. that is Lakshmi, the consort of the Lord, uh, in Vaikuntha. She has a desire to create. Hmm? Hmm. He, he gives the ingredients. There's different ways of looking at this. Ingredient cause and the, the, the efficient cause. Hmm? When the shadow semblance, the abhas of Ramadevi as Maya Devi hmm, wants to create, she's manifest as the Pradhan, and this glance that is the, the, uh, the Shambhu, hmm, is the ingredients. Her desire to create, then, like woman desires to have a child, in that sense, she's the e- e- efficient cause. 
nimitakaran. And then that the seed that is supplied, the ingredients necessary uh, from the other side is the ingredient cause or the upadankaran. So here, uh, this Advaita charge is, is described as a particular incarnation of the Mahavishnu, who's the Jagatkarta. In the larger, broader, greater sense, he's the efficient cause. Hmm? Maya is the you know, ingredient cause, but then we, we, we break it down into the abbas of these two, there's almost like a reverse out, where Maya Devi becomes the efficient cause and Shambhu becomes the ingredient cause. And so it's said, and it's described uh, here by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami as well, that as the material nature has two sides, nimitta and, and, uh, uh, or instrumental and ingredient cause, depends how you look at it. She can be called the instrumental or the ingredient. Hmm? Um, so Narayan has both in him, he, he's both the ingredient cause and the um, instrumental cause or efficient cause. And with regard to his being the ingredient cause, this is Advaita. So he's very much connected to the Shambhu hmm, who supplies the ingredient. Yeah, this is the Shiva aspect of Maha, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, he's, he's Maha and he's Vishnu, sometimes it's said about Advaita. Maha means Mahadev, and he's Vishnu, uh, coming, coming from the Vishnu. So as I said in the beginning, a very complex uh, personality. Some people would like to take this, perhaps in the lineage of Advaita, a little further, hmm? because when we look at him just like this, then he's very much um, involved with Dasya Bhakti. And this is how Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami portrays him. He doesn't go any any further. It's a very interesting uh, portrayal and description of Advaita from the kind of a, of a Vaikuntha perspective. He looks at the whole of the Brajlila. Hmm? In short, in brief here, it's very interesting. Some, as I say, perhaps in the lineage of Advaita, want to take him a little out of that and bring him into the, the Brajlila itself. And so they'll look at the Vishnu and the Shiva combined aspect that Advaita Charya is, is constituted of as the Mahavishnu and the Sadashiva and the Swayam Sadashiva, which is Gopishwar, Mahadev in Vrindavan, the protector of the of the of the of the Rasastali, place for the Rasa dance, he's at the gate, not letting just anybody in and so on. So he's the gatekeeper for the Rasa dance, tasting the Braj Bhakti and Mandurasa, uh, uh, in some measure, and 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 there is a statement by hmm, from the Bengal side. Uh, what is his name? Author Kabi Karnapur, in his maybe Goro, not Goro Ganadeshti Pika, but another of his works, a drama about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But in the end, he said that all of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he blesses them all with with uh, some connection with the Braj Lila and so forth. So some try to make something out of it. But we'll stick here today with what Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has 
um, said with regard to Advaita Charity. And as I say, he very much places him um, in the um, in the in the spirit, if you will, of Bakuntam. Um, so we'll get to that. But um, here he says, Mahabishnu Jagatkarta Mayaya Yasrijati Adha. So the Mahabishnu, he's the the doer, the the uh, behind the creation of Maya. Maya is also doing it, and we've talked about it like this. It's 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 very uh, interesting and, and complex. But Tasyabhutara Evayam, the point here is Advaita Charja Ishvara. This Advaita Charja is the avatar of this Vishnu. That is the one verse. And then Advaitam Harinadvaitad. He is known as Advaita because he is non different from Hari. Advaita means non different. Acharjam Bhakti Samshanat. And he's known as Acharja because he. is very much involved, and as it should be, by his example in distributing bhakti, hmm? teaching about bhakti, and uh, and uh, and exemplifying the the uh, ideal uh, life of the devotee. So he's non-different from Hari. Hmm? He's a dvaita, and he's a charge. Speaks about his his speaking about teaching about. And exemplifying bhakti to Hari. Therefore, bhaktavataram isham tam. He is an, an, a bhakta avatar. He's an avatar in the form of a bhakta. And uh, I take shelter of him. Hmm? So, uh, these are the two uh, Mongol verses of Krishnadas describing it. He was uh, appeared in the world quite some time before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, perhaps as much as 50 years before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and married at the age of 50, which is quite late. Um, un- unlike the most of the forms of the Lord, where he never um, has an old age Leela, Advaita has somewhat of an old age Leela. Um, Still, it's, and therefore, some will depict him white-bearded. Some will say, "No, he's though he's old, he always looked young." And and there's argument about that <laughs> in, uh, in 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 Gaudiya Sampradaya. But at any rate, he was senior, very much in age, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was really the the principal devotee in West Bengal, and he lived in Shantipur there. And uh, he would regularly hold Namsan Kirtan, discussions of the Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavatam. He was a disciple of, of uh, Madhavendra Puri. Hmm? And many became his disciples, including Sachi, Jagannath Mishra, the, the, the father and mother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Um, very powerful in his propagation of bhakti and in an atmosphere and environment that was not very uh, receptive to that. He held his own and he was uh, the support of many devotees who, as we've heard from some of our readings in Chaitanya Bhagwat, were somewhat in- intimidated by the local uh, uh, inhabitants prone as they were towards materialism and misunderstanding the the religion, if you will, of Namsan Kirtan. Hmm. Uh, 
uh, not understanding it, he held his ground, he taught the Gita, he taught the Bhagavatam from a bhakti uh, perspective. In his youth it is said that he would go and pay obeisances to deities everywhere. And if the deities were not, um, what, real, in other words, there was no real devotion that they were being worshipped with by, which makes them present, then those deities would crack, shatter, when Advaita would pay obeisances to them. So, hopefully, their uh, quote-unquote devotees' hearts would crack as well. As we talked last night, there is a hard-hearted form expression of worshipping the deity that's not very pleasing uh, to the Lord, hmm? that sees him, rather, in the extreme case, as the servant of oneself, one uses for meanness of material life to maintain oneself, which is a meanness. Therefore, Sharanagati hmm, is centered on giving up this meanness. Krishna is my uh, maintainer. Hmm? If I'm the boss, I'm the controller, I'm the manager, I'm in charge, I'm the sustainer, I'm the, the, the head of the family, uh, whatever it may be. This Ishwar Bhav, this is, this is uh, an illusion. There's one, and this, this chapter very nice brings, brings it out, one, 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 one Lord, everyone else is the servant, one served, everyone else is the servant. Ekala Ishwar Krishna, Arsabritya. Ekala Ishwar, one Ishwar. Everyone else is a servant. Here we're finding, as we go on, we'll see, even the Mahavishnu, and in his form as Advaita, particularly brought out, is a servant hmm, of Krishna. It's another way of saying, Krishna's to Bhagavan, Swayam. Hmm? So, Unfortunately, this is probably more often the case than not, to one extent or another, that the deity is being used, or there's an attempt to use the deity, for one's material purpose. And I want to say that to that extent, the deity is not there. To the extent that Ravan was able to capture Sita, Sita was not there. Hmm? Sita was not within his his grip. This Swarup Shakti hmm, can never come under the influence of Maya Shakti. Bhagavan is not the order supplier. He supplies in his own way, according to his own will. We propose, and God disposes as he sows, sees fit. And to, so to open a temple just to maintain oneself, to establish a deity, this is very popular in India. That's, this is a good job. Let's get a deity of Hanuman and, and, or, or Sita Ram. There's some Sita Ram people around here. We'll get... We'll open it up, we'll lose some puja, they'll come, give money, we'll live. Hmm? Something like that. So, there may be some value in it, hmm? but this is not the kind of bhakti that uh, Advaita was interested in. So he would see the deities, and where he saw deities who were not really present, because they were not really in the hearts of the devotees. Something else was in their heart, and Vishnu was in their head as an idea that they could use to facilitate the, the necessity of their their hearts, which is material acquisition in one form or another, and this is a form of meanness. God has nothing to do with this. 
He's not mean, as we heard earlier. He's all loving. Apparently, he could detect. He would pay obeisance to the deity. But that was the case. The deity would shatter. As I say, that should have shattered the hearts of the people. Hmm? What are we doing? Hmm? And this is the business of a preacher, to, sh to shatter the hearts of people. Hmm? Not just to flatter the hearts of people, flatter the minds of people. Hmm? And this makes their head get bigger and their heart contracts. And there's a way of allowing the head to get bigger and the heart to contract in which one's thinking, one's heart is getting bigger. But actually one's head is only getting bigger and the heart is contracting. And one is becoming meaner <laughs> in a very subtle subtle form, even with spiritual trappings and so on and so forth. So that's why we need an acharya. So he's called acharya because he taught by his example and he taught in a very powerful way. And this is the business of the preacher. It's not just to go and pat people on the back and so forth, but to unsettle them, hmm? to shake them up and make them rethink how they're thinking and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and uh, refocus or properly focus and so on and so forth. Therefore, sometimes it's said that the word sadhu means to, to cut, hmm? like a knife. So it's some kind of heart uh, surgery, open-heart surgery. And it can be pretty uh, without anesthetic sometimes. <laughs> uh, sometimes there's an addition of some anesthetic. Uh, but uh, still you wake up and there's some pain there. It's sore. Hmm? It takes time uh, to heal. Maybe you don't feel the brunt of it, but afterwards there's... Anyway, so the business of the Acharya to speak uh, strong words and uh, cutting words and, 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 and speak the truth. The truth is not going to be palatable in a world based on, centered on, fueled by falsity. Hmm? So the truth hurts, but, but in a, in a, in a, it's kind of like, you know, you have that bandage and you can either like, take it off really slow and really pulls your hair and hurts your hair, you can just rip it off and it's, it's done. It hurts all at once more, but it's done. Hmm? Uh, I've given an example before when I was a young young lad. Um, um, my, my brother and I, when my parents would go out, we know we'd have some, um, cause some disturbance in the house, maybe we'd break something, you know. And so when they come back, my father asked, who broke that? You know, so we had our choice of to say, not me, not me, which would have strained the relationship with our parents because we weren't telling the truth and they might have said, okay, you didn't do it. Okay, well, you know, that would be painful. Immediately we wouldn't get the pain uh, if we said, well, I did it. He said, and then my father said, okay, you come with me. <laughs> That's an old-fashioned system, but um, that was painful. <laughs> but it was short and to the point and so forth, and then it was over. Whereas the pain of the falsity of both saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, hmm, that strained the whole relationship and was more pervasive and so forth and so on. So such is the nature of material life. It, it, you can soften the brunt of the pain of the truth and live in falsity and eke out some comfort from that 
it's like it's also said sometimes, well, people get thrown in jail and then they, you know, they, they find it's working for them. They get a cigarette once a week, you know, and, uh, and, and every now and then there's something on the plate they like or, or whatever. And then, and then they go out in the world and they're uncomfortable. They, they go back in. So the, the jiva can gravitate towards, it's a pleasure seeker by nature. So it can, if the little pleasure there, you become attached to it. And, and, um, we're asking, make the effort to get the full possibility of, of, of joy and ananda that, that has come, that, that you're right as a jiva and that's a blessing that's come as um, in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation. But to do that, yes, there's going to be some, some pain in that. Hmm? We should be willing to uh, embrace that. And so the, the, this is the business of the acharya, the preacher, to... Um, that we should know this is what we've signed on for. Um, and we can be surprised sometimes by what uh, he or she might come up with. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Adwaita, in his youth, as I say, he would go and pay obeisance to deities, and if they were not real, let's say, or fully present, because there wasn't bhakti there, again, bhakti and the Lord are one and different at the same time. Wherever there's their bhakti, the Lord is present. There wasn't bhakti, the deities would crack. Hmm. So, uh, in this way, he was showed very many, as it's described, miraculous, uh, extraordinary um, powers. Um, and, um, and, and he was the, the uh, as I say, the, the, the leader of the bhaktas in, in West Bengal. And seeing the... Uh, condition of West Bengal being as it was unfavorable to bhakti and very much um, uh, focused on materialism and so forth and religion for material purposes and whatnot and uh, all this being the overriding influence of the uh, of the Kali Yuga and so forth he felt the strong need to cause Krishna to descend even though he himself is a manifestation of um, Bhagwan, as we're hearing, a particular incarnation of the the Mahavishnu, he felt the need to uh, bring Krishna into the picture, hmm? and um, so he devised a means for this. Hmm? And this, we'll go into the means. It's very simple but very beautiful. But the I want to say the kind of overriding desire for this, his motivation is this compassion for the world. The people aren't taking to bhakti. Hmm? Um, uh, we, we heard in our readings about uh, Nityananda Ram that again that this Sankarshan has some compassion. He wants to bestow salokya, sarupya, samipya, hmm? sarshti, on people. How can he bestow it upon anybody in Vaikuntha? They already have it. All these types of mukti to become like, like have form like Narayans, to have the opulence like Narayan, to live on the planet with Narayan, to be a personal attendant of Narayan. He wants to give these things to somebody. Who can he give them to? There's nobody. Everybody's already got it there hmm? in one form or another. Some of them have, have sauja, but they're difficult to deal with. <laughs> they, they're merged in the Brahman. Difficult to uh, show compassion to them. Hmm? And they're there for a very hard kind of 
strong desire for that. Here we're a little flexible. We, we have attachment and desire for things, but none of those things are satisfying us. If we have attachment and a desire for merging with Brahman, whew, that's going to be hard to pull you out because it's pretty good there, comparatively. Hmm? Comparatively, if, in other words, if we preoccupy ourselves with material acquisition of things, it shouldn't be too hard to break our attachment because they are the sword. That attachment is the womb from which misery takes birth. We have to kind of just show it, point it out. Look what you're doing to yourself. Hmm? In the name of producing a child of happiness, you're, you're giving birth to the miscreant of, of distress. Hmm? By your marriage through the mind and the senses with material objects, which are here today and gone tomorrow. So, you know, again, as much as you like it, as much as it's going to be a problem for you. Hmm? It's not going to be there at some point. So it shouldn't be too hard to break that attachment, but then if they become attached to Brahman in his uh, non-differentiated manifestation, where you can sit and just be and so forth, well, that's comparatively uh, quite a bit more satisfying. So a little hard to show compassion there as well. And, and, and they don't even know their own individuality uh, and so on and so forth. And, and they've, they've entered there for a reason with a strong scar for this. And so. Anyway, so there's a world. There's a Shristi Leela. Here he can bestow compassion. Advaita is full of that compassion. Advaita Charja, he wanted to call Bhagavan Sri Krishna to the scene of Kali Yuga hmm? out of compassion for the people of Kali Yuga. So in Advaita we find this uh, full uh, expression of the desire of Sankarshan and Vaikuntha to taste compassionate love. We find it in a very beautiful way. Hmm? And it's beautiful in and of itself, but more so compassionate, but more so in that the way in which Advaita sought to be compassionate hmm, to the world was to invoke Krishna and and make him present, to make Swayam Bhagavan present. Why is this beautiful in comparison to compassion in general, which is beautiful? Because he's combined his compassion for well-wishing and uh, benedicting the people with potentially the highest kind of benediction. Because if Krishna is going to come, Krishna is Krishna. So, Krishna is distanced from the world by the influence of his Srup Shakti, manifesting as Bhakti, as, 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 as Vatsalya Bhakti, as Madhurya Bhakti, Sakyabasi Bhakti, Dasya Bhakti of Golok. I mean, he is really absorbed there. The fact that he's the personality of Godhead, the Lord of the world, the Mahabishnu, which is his opposite, this is very distant from him. Hmm? This is a very distant idea through different manifestations of these, himself, as we're explaining, he's more in touch with that, preoccupied with that, involved with that. Advaita is, is, is a prominent example, but now he seeks to benedict the world in the Kali Yuga by bringing Krishna. And if Krishna's going to come, well, then what he's all about has to come. What kind of benediction will Krishna give? Hmm? Krishna's, we, we don't hear that Krishna has a desire to give compassion, therefore 
in, in a sense we do, as Mahasankarshanas, but he's really absorbed in his Antaranga Shakti. This is Krishna. He's a puppet, so to speak, almost in the hands of his devotees. He's, he is one quality that, that the Narayan does not have among four are Prema Madhurya. He's surrounded by a very extraordinary kind of love. Hmm? Prema Madhurya. So if he comes, then what's he going to give? He's going to give Prema Madhurya. Now when you combine these two things together, you really get the full measure of compassion. What are the two things? The downtrodden, fallen people. Well, they're not the people of Vaikuntha. They're not even the people of of uh, Brahman, who are kind of like dead. <laughs> Sometimes it's called a spiritual suicide, a lost cause, for the most part. Uh, though the people of this world, hmm? and in the Kali Yuga, quality of time that's particularly imp- impious, the compositive impiety, hmm? has is, uh, is 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 in the Akash is is, is manifesting as the time. Hmm? And so, most fallen people, you're going to give, what is he going to give them? Prema Madhurya. You combine these two things together, therefore you get the idea from Rupa Goswami, Mahabodhanaya Bhutara, Krishna Prema Pradayate. This is what he does. He gives Krishna Prem, not just to anybody, but yes, just to anybody and everybody, without any discrimination. We should think, well, wait a minute. If you're going to give the highest thing, you know, people have to be qualified for it. You give something to people on a lower level, but you're not going to give the highest. This is a very bewildering idea. Hmm? You give the highest thing to the most unqualified people. Gaudiya Vaishnavs themselves struggle with this. Hmm? Giving the high, <laughs> on many levels, giving the highest thing to the lowest person. The idea of, 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 of mercy hmm? with no room for justice, getting in the way, it's difficult to, to, to comprehend. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described like this by Rupa Goswami. So there's a side to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that is compassionate, and Advaita is calling on that. In a sense, the, the compassion of Advaita is embodied in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this universal compassion. And along with that is this internal side of Krishna that is absorbed in his Prema Madhurya and so forth. And now he's bringing being brought out of that realm to some extent, although the realm is coming with him, still he's in proximity to the world of the needy and the downtrodden and uh, those in need of compassion and so forth. So the combination of these two is causing what we would call the full measure of compassion, Mahabharata, to give the highest thing to the lowest people, to give the most valuable thing to the most unqualified people. Hmm? Krishna, again, is, 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 is somewhat distanced from the capacity to be compassionate inasmuch as our capacity to be empathetic with a person is enhanced to the extent by which we have the experience ourselves. If I tell you, this guy's bad, I'm telling you. He's kind of nice to you, you know him pretty well, but I know him better, I'm telling you he's bad. You go, well, maybe, you know, okay. Yeah, but until you get the experience yourself... Hmm? it's harder for you to empathize with me and say, yeah, I know what you mean. Hmm? When I'm looking for empathy, then, you know, I'm looking for somebody that can really, f- you, you can try to be the psychologist and get inside my head and empathize with me. That might work to some extent. But if you've been there, done that, 
Hmm? It's automatic. We're on the same page and some, some relief comes. Hmm? All right, I know. I've seen it myself. Something like that. So our, there's an argument given by Jiva Goswami and Bhaktisandarbha that Krishna is, a, is somewhat limited in this capacity to be empathetic as the personhood of Krishna fully in that he has no experience of suffering whatsoever. Hmm? But he has the form of the Mahavishnu, Mahasankarshan appearing as Mahavishnu, where he gets closer to that and expresses compassion and so forth and, and so on. And so anyway, now these things are combined together. Krishna and uh, the compassion of Mahavishnu. Hmm? And Advaita makes the plea that uh, Swayam Bhagavan Sri Krishna will appear. And he does it. The method uh, is, of course, very simple, but saturated with bhakti. He's, he, he, uh, the, the famous verse of the Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Yome Bhakti Prayachati Tadaham Bhakti Uparitam Ashtnami Prayatatmana. He said this last night as well as invoked. And with, with the water, hmm, Toyam, uh, and, the, and the Patram, the leaf of the Tulsi, or the flower, Pushpa, the, the, the manjari, the stamen, the blossom of the, of the Tulsi, which is said, said to be sacred to, to, to Vishnu, the sacred basil, as it's now thought of, described in, in, uh, in, uh, in the West. Um, taking these two items, Ganga Jal, the water of the Ganga, said to be the, uh, coming from that causal ocean, spiritual waters, and the Tulsi, he took these together, Hmm? with the shalagram, uh, the stone representing Vishnu, and he worshipped. This is the, he worshipped the shalagram with 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 tulsi and water. I think Krishna quotes something from Gotamiya Tantra to say how the Lord is pleased by by these items. So Advaita took these simple ingredients. He's Advaita. He could have had anything. <laughs> he could have offered anything. But the idea is he offered the ingredients are not as significant. Hmm? What's significant is the heart. Baba Grahijanardana, sometimes the Lord is described, who identifies with the condition of the heart more than with the ingredients. The famous story in this connection often is cited as that of uh, um, Narada um, coming to uh, Hastinapur, Narada and um, Krishna came and, 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 and he was invited by Duryodhan and he came and there was all types of arrangements for greeting him and he immediately went to the house of Vidura. So Vidura said, what's going on? Krishna went to my house. Vidura was not of a high parentage and so on and so forth. And so Narada said, well, let's go there and you know, check it out. They, Krishna's in the house and his wife, Vidura's wife is there and Krishna says, feed me, I'm hungry. And she says, well, there's a royal feast that's been prepared by Duryodhan. Uh, he says, well, I don't really care about that. He's not my devotee. Got anything to eat? And she, she said, I've got bananas. He says, well, give me one. And so she's peeling the bananas and, and in her ecstasy, she's giving him the peel with her left hand and throwing the banana away with her right hand. Hmm? And... In comes Vidura and Narada, and Krishna's eating the peels. Hmm? And so Vidura says, this is remarkable that he's come to my house like this. And, and, uh, and, and Narada says, yeah, and he's, and he's eating the peels. Just see. Well, uh, so it's the heart that's important. Of course, if the heart is in the right place, then you'll want to do it right also. 
externally. But if there's some mistake in that, and the heart's in the right place, then there's some, um, well, there's some learning curve, something like that. And that, 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 that can be uh, overcome. Hmm? Uh, so, in this way, Advaita, he called on uh, Sri Krishna in a simple way, but with a big heart. Hmm? And uh, he made a cry, it said, and, and, and Krishna heard, and it corresponded with Krishna's desire to bestow Braj Bhakti and to taste the essence of um, Madurasa that he saw was the experience of, of Radhika and not his. And so, with these internal reasons combined with the external reason, Mahavishnu, of course, is the person through whom the avatars for the for the yuga dispensation of the yuga come. Mahavishnu is the first avatar, the first descent of Bhagawan Narayan into the world, hmm? and then from him comes the 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 the, the, Shira, the, the Vishnu who enters every universe, and the Shirodaksha Vishnu who enters every heart, and so forth, and so many avatars. The Mahavishnu sometimes described as thousands of heads, thousands of arms, and so forth. And uh, the Goswamis and, and Baldev Bidibhusan have said, this means that he has millions of avatars. So he has many, many faces, unlimited avatars, that he appears in the world for divine dispensation and so forth. But the Mahavishnu is the primal, kind of the, they come through him. He ascends and then from to these different faces, these different emotional sides of Bhagwan, hmm? uh, waves in the ocean of Bhakti Rasa, they make their way to the world through the Mahavishnu. So he's a very important person. Hmm? He, again, he, he, we touched on briefly, he's the, 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 Mahasankar is the source of the Jiva Tattva. Hmm? So there are Jivas in Baikuntham manifest from Sankarshan for Leela. This is what he's preoccupied with. But there's a side to him again of compassion. For that, he makes another form. Hmm? And, being the reservoir of jivas, he manifests jivas. What's the meaning of the world without people in it? Hmm? So he manifests the jivas. And he's our source. Hmm? This is his Shristi Leela. We come in the Shristi Leela. And it has, as we know, it has no beginning. The Mahabishnu has no beginning. His breathing and the outgoing and incoming of the universe, as it's sometimes described, has no beginning. He's not living with the holding his breath, and at a certain point he, he starts to breathe and comes to life. He has no birth, no. So the world is... And the interaction between the jivas and the world, that's what we call karma. So the world has no beginning, the jivas have no beginning, their interaction has no beginning, karma has no beginning. Karma can come to an end. He who made the thing hmm, wants to bring an end to it, to each and every individual who's suffering. Hmm? This is his compassion. I made this whole thing for one purpose, but it's gone awry. Huh? I became many to taste joy, but my jurisdiction, as it is, being over the Maya Shakti, it's caused the many who are small to have a problem that is not my problem. It doesn't, doesn't affect me, but it affects me indirectly. Hmm? Because my extended self in the form of the jivas. They are my amsa, vibhin amsa, hmm? from one perspective. They are my shakti, from another perspective, tatasta shakti. Hmm? 
here's the, so he, he bestows the compassion. He comes as different avatars and so on and so forth. Hmm? So so Krishna came in the Kali Yuga. Hmm? Uh, it's time for the Yuga avatar, Mahavishnu, uh, in the form of Advaita in his, his calling, and he comes conventionally. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore appears like the Amsa of Mahavishnu. That's a perspective. Krishna Das has said it. Some people look at it like that. It's not wrong. It might not be the whole picture. Hmm? So it's a particular picture. And Krishna Das wants to say here in this chapter largely that this is kind of the perspective in one sense of Advaita, although he sees Krishna superior to him. He's the Ekala Ishwar. Everybody else, including myself, Advaita says, is the servant. This is like the desire of Mahavishnu to have Krishna and Arjuna's darshan described in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Could resp- he was amazed by them. Hmm? Uh, uh, so, Mahavishnu's chance to serve, uh, it, it, it comes in the gore, could be a servant, comes in the gore leela. But it, it's complex because in wanting to serve and taste uh, dasya bhakti, which is what Vaikuntha is made up of, Hmm? Even while calling in the Ekala Ishwar, the one Ishwar, Krishna, who's the, the Swayam Bhagavan and arguably superior to Narayan, hmm? uh, ontologically being the source of Narayan, Narayan wants to serve him and, and he, he tends to see him in the, from the perspective of Vaikuntha. So there's a, there's a, Considerable discussion in this chapter about dasyarati, dasyarasa, hmm? and how all the rasas are really dasyarasa. They all really, really come to this. One way of looking at it, his description is it's all speaking about devotion. Devotion is better. Bhakti and dasya being synonymous. Bhakti and dasya, hmm? and they are. Really, it's true. Sakya is a form of dasya. Madhuri is a form of dasya. Hmm? Vatsali is a form of dasya. They're all servants. It takes a shape hmm? of Vatsali or Madhuri, a very intense shape that makes it look otherwise, as really so does chastising her son Krishna. It doesn't look like she's the servant of him at all. Hmm? But the mood behind that is service. So uh, Krishna goes to that mood behind all of these expressions of love and focuses on that and that in relation to Gorlila and says everybody's a dasya. Everybody's really a dasya in Gorlila. I'm a dasya. Hmm? Nityananda's a dasya. Hmm? Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and and then he speaks about these different rasas. Sakya rasa, Madhurya rasa. says, aren't they really dasya anyway when we look at them? After all, the Bhagavatam says this. And he'll cite one or two or three or four verses about Madhurya Rasa where the gopis say, and we are your hand, your, your, your maid servants. See? They're, they're dasis. Hmm? They're maid servants. Or the cowherds and the coward Leela call themselves as such and massage Krishna's feet and so See, they're dasis. Uh, or, 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 or Nanda Maharaj, you know, the, 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 the father of Krishna, the leader of Vrindavan. Hmm? And he speaks with Uddhava and appears to acknowledge, yes, Krishna is the God and he should be served. And so, so he, it's a way 
if you will, of reading the scriptures according to one's power. Hmm? So Vaikuntha is a way of reading the scriptures. It's not wrong. It's different from Golok's perspective. It's a way of reading the scriptures. And Krishna manifests there. Gopal has a leela. He manifests it in Vaikuntha. And the inhabitants of Vaikuntha think, that's, that's really far out. That's, that's the, he's doing the Gopal leela now. Hmm? And in that leela... You can be friends, you can be lovers, and so forth in ways you can't. And, and it's, 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 an, it's an aspect of Narayan, of service to Narayan. And we are all his servants, and so forth. They, they, they see like this. So this comes out to some extent, even in the context of establishing to some extent that, that as, as was done in the Leela, we studied Advaita Chari, he wanted to make it clear, I'm the servant of Krishna. He does kind of want to make the point rather strongly, Krishna's the supreme personality of Godhead. Hmm? He's almost like saying, Krishna is the supreme personality of God, this is the tattva, but my bhava is hmm, dasya. I get to do that dasya here hmm, from the side of a devotee and be a devotee hmm, and serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, even though he's my junior hmm, by 50 years or so. He made great efforts, as we know, to, to get Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to chastise him and acknowledge to the public, see, he's, he's, he's the Supreme. So he wants to make the point from a tattva uh, angle that Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? But here, in this chapter, Krishna Naskara is speaking about Advaita. He speaks about him in, in terms of his own bhakti as, as, as dasya bhakti, and he's seeing all the forms of bhakti as really being expressions of dasya. And this is the perspective Bhaikuntha, as I say. Hmm. So it's a really nice window, if you will, into the bhava of Bhaikuntha with regard to, to um, Krishna Leela. Hmm. But it's almost like I'm in Bhaikuntha, I feel like this, but I know otherwise. Hmm. And I should announce that too. I, I am, I'm Narayan, I know it, I'm, that Krishna is my source. And there's some places where it should be announced, this is the place. In Kali Yuga and Gorli, here I am in this form, and I will make it known in no uncertain terms. Uh, be clear that Krishna is Swayam Bhagawan, and I'm a servant. But at the same time, hmm, hmm. this Vaikuntha Rasa, this is this is very nice. This is as far as he goes. He doesn't develop Advaita, if you will, into 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 the bhava of of Braj, which. Some people in the way to lineage and so forth will we, we, we'll do, and they have some arguments to that. We would just stick with what Krishna. I'm not entirely opposed to that, or anything, and I don't know all those arguments, but I know of them to some extent. Uh, but with, we stick with the core material of Chaitanya Charitamrita here, for example. We find very much here the emphasis on the feeling of Advaita in Dasya Bhakti. Hmm? Which is uh, again a very extraordinary and glorious thing, and it's and it, and it is a perspective that all the arasas are really expressions of that. It's not untrue. Hmm? It is entirely true. When we say it's the serving attitude or ego that's the basis, and then it takes these different shapes, and they transcend the, the even in in excellence and intimacy, the the sentiment, the feeling. The reciprocation that one can get from Bhagawan in Dasiras in Baikunta, when you go to Golok and have Dasiras or Sakiras and so on and so forth. So 
we are very much indebted to Advaita's uh, contribution. He's educating us about the tattva. He gives a window to all kinds of devotees, um, expands the, the, the kind of the outreach of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, because anyone can, can fit in. Hmm? Um, the source of the jiva of, of ourselves. Hmm? He makes the world shows compassion to it, and this is a form in which he does so in, in, in no uncertain terms, in, 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 in very powerfully, and we are uh, the recipients of that. He's called here the chief uh, anga of um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for the very reason of his, his, his... He's kind of the orchestrator of the Leela. He called him, and he said, now you can go. We've heard how he called him by the worship of Shalagram with Tulsi and Gangajal and so forth, and what his mood behind that was. Uh, and in the end, of course, there's a, there's a Yuga Dharma aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then there's a Brajlila aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is Krishna with internal reasons and so forth for, for what he does, and he's coming in the place of the Yuga Avatar called by the Mahavishnu who manifests the Yuga Avatar. Hmm? This case in the form of Advaita, and so he's showing the compassion of the Yuga Dharma and teaching the Yuga Dharma Nam Sankirtan. So, at a certain point in the Lila, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, had taken sannyas. This is very relevant to the Yuga Dharma, hmm? teaching the Dharma by his example as a sannyasi and going widely, preaching, traveling throughout India, performing Nam Sankirtan, giving the teachings, classes to Rupa Sanatana, and so on and so forth. And at a certain point in the Puri Lila we find that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu kind of checks in with Advaita and says, you know, how are we doing? You brought me here, he more or less saying, you brought me here for a certain purpose. Hmm? And what do you think? How, have I, how did I do? Hmm? It's time for the Yuga Avatar, but you brought me here instead. Uh, I was trying to play the role of the Yuga Avatar. How did I do? Was I, did, did I fulfill your... Ambitions, he says, that and more. Hmm. Yes, you, you've done the role of the Yuga Avatar and, and more. And now, please go to the more. Go for the more. Hmm. In other words, was it Dwayta wrote, a, wrote a, a poem? There's no longer any need for rice in the market, something like that. What is it? Yeah. Hmm. In other words, everybody's been fed. You've set the thing in motion. You've established the Yuga Dharma. That's what I called you for. You've done it in grand style because in the context of distributing the Yuga Avatar, Yuga, Yuga Dharma, you've taken this Nam Sankirtan, which is the Dharma for Kali Yuga, and you've woven it together in a wreath with Prem. You've taken Nam Sankirtan and Prem and woven them together and garlanded the world. He said, you could not do better. Hmm? Generally, you're going to garland the world with with the with with the garland of Namsan Kirtan. Here's the Yuga Dharma. Every Yuga Avatar comes and gives the Dharma for the Yuga. And there you go, you get it. You perform the Yuga Dharma, you go to Vaikuntha. He says, You've done it and, and you you've you've given the Yuga Dharma, but you've combined it, given who you are, what can we expect? Hmm? You've combined it with Prem. That means the Braj Prem. And particularly the Prem of the of, of Radhika. Hmm? The, f- the full measure of that. You've woven these together and, and, and garlanded the world. So you did a super excellent job. Hmm? 
So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, can I go now? Hmm? In other words, can I, uh, can I get on with what, what I'm really about here? So the waiter says, everybody's been fed. There's no longer any need for rice in the market. said that everybody couldn't figure out, what is he talking about? These two Advaita and, and these two Prabhus, two lords, Advaita and Chaitanya are discussing like this. Hmm? And Advaita, give the blessing. In other words, the Yuga Avatar aspect of your descent, that's completed. Now you can get on with your higher purpose and we enter into the Auntie Leela and Mahaprabhu goes internal. He keeps himself in smaller circles, largely with Damodha Swarup and, 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 and Ramananda Roy. Hmm? And he's living in the Gambira. He's not accessible. He's not out in the streets for Sankirtan. We don't hear they keep coming for the Rathiatras anymore. He's, he's, he, he's leaving the circle of outreach and preaching. Of course, he's also teaching that I'm leaving that circle because I've engaged myself in such a way that now it's possible for me to pursue these um, higher internal um, ambitions of myself, which should be our ambitions, but they have to be approached properly. And the idea is through Namsan Kirtan. When we become when we become qualified, not not qualified like now I'm qualified, but you would just be drawn there hmm? to internal life and budget and so forth. So so this Advaita brought him, hmm? and and then he excused him, said, "Okay, your work is done." So he's orchestrated the whole descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, such a tribute we owe. The idea is to Advaita and to his compassion, which is so much identified with as it should be in this world as the full measure of love. If we can take advantage of the compassion of Advaita, hmm, we can be compassionate ourselves and show love in this world in such a way that we'll develop love, that, a love that qualifies us to enter into the parvyom, into the spiritual world, hmm, and go up on the ladder of love. The whole ladder, as I discussed earlier, it's reversed. Here, Dasya Bhakti is supreme. The love of the teacher for the students, where there's no room for anything else but being the teacher. If the teacher of the school is found out to be having a romantic relationship with one of the students, she's fired. He's fired, right? That's a huge blemish. So, in the teacher-student relationship of love, this is this is really the. It's, there's no selfishness. This is objective. And he's giving to all the students equally. Of course, some take advantage more than others. Some bring an apple. <laughs> and you know, but he can't be converted by that apple to go beyond the realm of, 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 of the rasa, hmm, of teaching. And that is his power. And that, as much as he has that or she has that power, that's res- respected and appreciated. And, hmm. and then you, know, you go to brotherly love. Well, in brotherly love, there can be some... You can tell a guy as it is, you know, look, this is what I think, you know. There's more objectivity to it. It's, it's, there's, there's more, uh, reason is less obscured and so forth. Then you go into Vatsalya, there's more, obs- ob- it's more obscured. Hmm? You go into about romantic, it's, it's completely ob- ob- obscured and so forth. Hmm? Uh, so wisdom, as much as wisdom is valued, as I say, uh, then, uh, uh, and, and an expanded sense of self, that it goes beyond my family, my circle, small circle of friends, my country, and so forth. This dasya bhakti, hmm? and from there, 
the idea of compassion. Vaikuntha is full of dasya bhakti. There we find a seed for compassion, Mahasankarshan, and the world manifests. And then you go the other way, you get the compassion, you become a dasya yourself in relation to the guru, in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We want to be in Dasya Rasa with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's the Rasa he's accepting. But the wonderful thing is that in the context of having Dasya Rasa with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one simultaneously begins to experience Sakya Rasa, Madhurya Rasa, with Krishna internally. Very extraordinary. And so then we go, as we become a good Dasya and have compassion arises and, and we go up on the ladder and the whole thing is reversed. Then Dasya Bhakti takes the lower realm in Vaikuntha and there's Sakyaras, half of Sakyarasa in Vaikuntha. Shanta, Dasya, half of Sakya and now we get to Goloka of course then goes all the way to Madhurya and and the, the full measure of that. Hmm. So these this is this is the idea of a loving God. All these things I said earlier. They have to be included if we want to say God is all loving. Anybody want to say God is all loving? Hmm? Got, we got the right person for you here, the right candidate here. Hmm? Is God all loving just because he sent his son? Because we're suffering? Hmm? Is that all he does, help the suffering people? What happens when they're all f- freed? I guess then he's busy punishing some <laughs> forever or something. I don't know. Other people, he's happy with them. I'm happy with you. <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to... Uh, deprecate, but uh, uh, I think Christianity is deeper than that, but it's often portrayed very superficially in, in that way. But it's hard to portray Gaudiya Vaishnavas even, even superficially um, and in, in, in a way that it doesn't spell out. Yeah, you're, the full measure of love is found in this, uh, this conception. So, to Advaita, the compassion and the doorway, if you will, the opportunity for all of this. Well, compassion, we don't want to say, it's a small thing, who cares for Advaita? You know, that's a, he's a, you know, Mahavishnu, the Paramatma. We've got to take him out of our heart in order to, you know, have room for Krishna. These things have to be talked about uh, properly. In fact, in fact, uh, all of this from the Chakravati Thakur um, makes the point that in Raghunuga Bhakti, Raghunuga Bhakti may be concerned that Krishna going to hear his prayers because he's absorbed in the love of Radha. How can he hear wants to make the point that he's omniscient, he can also hear them at the same time, although his omniscience is, is, is in the background hmm? and his bewilderment is in the foreground. Hmm? Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in his Bhajan Rahasya, he thinks a little bit differently. He says, for the Raganuga Bhakta, when he reaches Ruchi and Asakti, hmm? at that time, then, he's directly interact, interacting with Krishna, the, the, the Pran Ishwar, of his life. Previous to that, Mahavishnu has some jurisdiction over him and his prayers may go through him. He takes a, a, a little bit of a different uh, posture there. I've tried to harmonize that in my Chikshastra commentary by saying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has two sides to him. We just worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Will Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hear our prayers? He's Krishna. Is he a Rag Bhakti? Yes. <laughs> Is he representing Rag Bhakti? Yes. Is he a deity representing Rag Bhakti? Yes. So we take shelter of him. In him are the two sides. Hmm? The Yuga-Avatar side, the Mahavishnu side, and the, and the, the Braj-Bhakti side. Hmm? And we should take advantage of both. Indeed, taking advantage of the former, of the Yuga-Avatar side, is the opportunity that's presented to us by which we can 
take advantage of the internal side, the Brudgelila the and so forth. So, in this way, we should think highly, as Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami has taught us here, of Advaita Charja. Any questions? Yes. Yeah, Krishna is full of compassion in the form of Mahavishnu. It's also said that Krishna is full of compassion in the form of his devotees, who are his Kripa Shakti. So, if you want to take the compassion of Krishna and embody it unto itself, so to speak, then these are the devotees, or in the, from, the, in, from the Godhood point of view, the Mahavishnu. That's a way to look at it. And that way you don't say, Krishna has no compassion? No. We took the, just like you, you have in the, in the, in the Lila, you have different aspects of Radha are manifest as different gopis. Hmm? They're all in her, but they manifest independently to cater to Krishna's desire for love hmm? when he desires that particular side. Hmm? So, you want to take the compassion of Krishna, embody it, in a, in, in a form of God, then we've got the Mahavishnu. Hmm? Does that help? So Krishna's compassionate. Yeah. Yes? It seems that this uh, compassion, whilst it's the highest like, uh, symbol of love in this world, if it's not centered on Krishna, if it's not centered on true spirituality, it can also be a great disturbance. Just like it can be a disturbance from the Gaudiya perspective and all the possibilities that lie there, but still from a worldly point of view, hmm, it will obviously be appreciated more than any other form of love that... It, does not have the same capacity to be universalized. Hmm? So, you know, the Buddhists want to show compassion to people. They want to be indifferent to attachment. So, they want to equally help people and work for them. Yeah, in Buddhism, it's, it's, it's arguably at the cost of the Atma. Hmm? That's another thing. But from a worldly point of view, a point one of the points I'm making is that this compassion is the highest form of love. What other form of love will you want? Or you say, well, okay, romantic love, brotherly love, is that going to help you find your Atma? Hmm? They're obviously getting in the way of finding your Atma, right? So so the compassion is, is, is more in the direction of it. Now, you know, Buddhists are a particular type that, that don't believe in Atma. Some do, as we know. We would say that they understood the Buddha Buddha better. Hmm? And from that point of view, then, as much as compassion is part of the eightfold uh, sadhana way of, of the Buddha, I guess it is, right? Or, uh, I mean, it's, is it one of them? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's very much um, um, focus of of, of some Buddhist sects, like the Tibetans and so forth. One of the four noble 
I think the Four Noble Truths are that the, the world is full of suffering, the cause is desire, um, detachment, and the way is compassion. Maybe that's what it, what it is. And then it's broken down, something like But at any rate, I, that I think that there is more scope, even within Buddhism, um, for finding the Atma, the, uh, oneself, in exercising compassion than there is in, in just loving your family hmm? unto themselves. Hmm? Um, and there's an argument, a good argument, in my opinion, too, that the, that the Buddha emphasized no self, that his uh, constituents would focus on destroying the self that is derived from attachments. Hmm? With, and when asked about anything further, he didn't want to talk about it, thinking that, well, if I tell you, you know, you're not a, the self is illusory, and then I try to tell you, but there's a self that's not illusory, you may l- lose the focus on destroying the self, which is so important, upon which doing, hmm, the more that's there, arguably, could be experienced. So some people in Buddhism argue along those lines, that it was, that it was, a, that it was a, uh, to use a term we're familiar with, the preaching strategy of the Buddha. Hmm? Um, and they're good arguments, and they're, they give some support for that by quoting the texts and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. My point only is comparatively, if you compare brotherly love or friendly lo- or romantic love in this world and get absorbed in that, is there any prospect for finding your atma in that, in and of itself? Not, not much. So, forget about finding your atma. Just look at the world. This compassion is thought to be the most noble, noble thing, the highest love. And for devotees also, they'll have compassion. So they'll, they'll show that to others. Therefore, Jiva Doi hmm, is uh, along with Namsan Kirtan, Bhaktivedanta Thakurus, advised. What else? Kripambudhi. Yeah, sure, that's there in all of these associates. They see him as Krishna, they see him not as Krishna. Hmm? He showed himself in the Mahaprakash and the Kirtan of house who I am, they saw, but then he closed the window on that, and Gorlila. Hmm? But Gorlila is like that. It opens a window in this world. Hmm? In, the, in, 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 in the eternal Gorlila, then they'll... It's a little different, of course. There's some, a little bit of Aishvarya there. Hmm? 
But in Nadia, no, the, the window opens, he's God, he's not God. Hmm? He's God, he's not God. Hmm? Very attractive. Sri Advaita Acharya Vibhava Mahamotsapatiti ki jai. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal ki jai. Gornatinanda ki jai. Sri Sri Goradha Madhava ki jai. Gaur Bhaktabrinda ki jai. Gaur Premananda ki jai.